Welcome to You Heard Me Right, a podcast that brings people together through creativity, collaboration, and colorful conversation. I'm your host, Casey. On today's episode, we'll be exploring a surprising connection between math and the metaphysical. So I hope you're feeling lucky. Or perhaps you joining us for today's episode is your destiny. Wavy hands, wavy hands. (laughs) Our theme for today's episode is... 17. What are the odds that our three guest artists discovered deep significance in the world of numbers? I would say the probability of that happening is pretty high. We'll get into all the details right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Children, welcome to You Heard Me Right Elementary. I'm your substitute teacher, Casey. Today we're going to learn about the number 17. Can you say 17? Oh, well, maybe we should start practicing that. Uh, and while we do, how about we meet today's guest writer, Miss Brittany? Maybe she can teach us more about 17. My name is Brittany. I am from Buffalo, New York. Right now, I am currently an intern at the Department of Defense. My relationship with writing. In the past, I've done creative writing, like, in English as requirement. I remember in high school being really good at it, but then in college, focusing on my studies, it became more of a, well, you write science, so you got to get to the point. And so the creative aspect kind of went away. So when I met Casey and she was like, hey, girl, you should try this. I was super nervous because I thought that was a part of me that was going to be difficult to tap in. But once I actually started writing, it became easier. Brittany will now read her piece entitled The Angel Number 17, A Look Into Why Your Best Days May Be Ahead. Popularity of angel numbers has soared within the past couple of years. Since the pandemic, I feel like more people have been in search for the meaning of life amidst all the change and loss. And numerology has been a guiding light for those in search of those answers. For those who don't know, angel numbers in the most basic terms are a pattern of numbers that represent some kind of meaning. Ever had moments where you are constantly seeing 111, 123, or 444? 
Astronumerologists and spiritualists say that those patterns are actually spirits trying to convey a message to you. Let's take a look at the number 17. While it may not be a traditional angel number, it actually carries high significance. According to research, the number 17 means that your spirits are saying that your life is currently on the right track and that if you continue following it, your dreams will come true. In numerology, one represents qualities such as confidence, optimism, and independence, while seven represents qualities such as wisdom and intuition. Thus, seeing the number 17 can be a signal to stay confident and trust that you're on the right path. Your spirits are sending you reassurance of it. Kids, did you like Miss Brittany's story? Me too. Well, I know it's time for your recess, but I'm having so much fun learning about 17 that I think we should just skip it for today, huh? What do, what do you think? Oh, oh dear. Dad, that's not going over so well. Okay, let me uh, deal with the children while you meet the first of today's guest audio artists. My name is Daryl Stevens. I'm the co-founder of a music tech app called Bass Parlor. And basically, Bass Parlor is like the LinkedIn for musicians. So Bass Parlor allows uh, musicians, artists, producers, instrumentalists, songwriters to find each other uh, through the app, connect, and uh, collaborate. When I'm working on a music piece, my favorite kind of people to collaborate with are people who are open to change, people who are open to um, adjusting what they thought the music or where they thought the music was going to go to being open to having it flow and go wherever it goes, you know, without having a, a formula or having a, a notion of where I want it to go and we have to get to that destination. It's, uh, we, get to, we get to wherever we get, however we get there. Thank you, Daryl. Well, it's been a great time learning with you all so far, but I have one more special friend that I'd like you to meet. But first, how about a fun math problem? Okay, if Billy has nine apples and Susie has eight apples, how many apples do they have all together? Wow. We have so much work to do in so little time. But in the meantime, kids, say hi to Mr. D. Jones. Greetings. My name is D. Jones. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. Currently, I'm a PhD student in moving image studies at Georgia State University. So my creative endeavors, my creative spark, if you will, came from a lot of different influences growing up. I, you know, hip hop was becoming this thing that was that was getting bigger. And so I grew up like in the golden era of hip hop and you know, so it's like, you know, friends start writing raps and things like that. But it wasn't until I really got to college where, you know, I got with some of my friends and we, we were really like serious about making music and we made music and that was kind of like our identities. <laughs> you know, I've never tried to be like a famous rapper or anything like that. That's never been the identity that I've like tried to aspire to for myself. But I've always valued being able to use uh, hip hop to use, you know, rhyming emceeing as a way to help convey a message. The children are being so quiet. It must be getting close to nap time. I'm sure they're just tuckered out from learning all about the number 17. 
I have an idea. Um, Casey. Before I head off to the recording What? session, why don't I sing them a special lullaby I wrote called "Seventeen Reasons Why I Love You." Wait, wait, and wait, wait, one, wait, wait. And a two, and a seventeen. Hey, Casey, all all the kids left. We have to start the show. Oh, well, stay in school, kids. Gotta go. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video, and of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com/prime to get more out of whatever you're into. Brittany and Daryl. And Dee Jones, welcome to You Heard Me Right. I am so happy that the three of you are here in the least weird way possible. I stan all of your intellect so much and kind of just wanted to put you in a room together. I, I don't know many socially acceptable ways to do that other than uh, inviting you all on my podcast. So thank you for uh, for doing that. Um, Brittany is the writer for the day, uh, which makes Daryl and Dee Jones our two soundies. And so the moment that I'm sure you've probably been waiting for the most, Brittany, um, we're going to start off our session with the playing of the audio responses to your written piece, which I will now reveal the theme that was given to Brittany was... 17. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are going to start off with hearing Daryl's musical response. Let's go. We will hear from D. Jones's sonic response. Oh, look at Uncle George, fresh to death. Thank you. Come on. I want you to meet your Uncle George. Hey, Uncle George. Hey, Uncle George. Good to see you. My ancestors had it in their minds, they had to be free. Laid in the field, eyes closed, dreaming of me. 
Living life in survive mode, sleeping in peace And if time was straight line, how could it possibly be? I'm laying right there beside them while they talking to me There's a suggestion or two, then a question or two They wanna know since I'm alive if I could bless them with truth would it like to have freedom to be seen at last To live long enough to see life last I had to tell them about enslavement, containment, displacement, surveillance Death sentences for any reason you name it Only good for their care, their entertainment Some claim they down with us but they don't say shit When it matter most Now they cherry pick achievements and say we even That's how that'll go I beg them for a strong piece of wisdom They say we come a long way not to be so different <laughs> That oh. I had to get that on tape. Yeah, just put it in the. Uh, what happened to your voice? I get hoarse sometimes. Uh, I've been sick. <laughs> Legacy, do you remember you had to have your oxygen on? Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. So, I mean, I I have so many so many abstract similarities in those pieces that I heard. And so this isn't about me, though. This is about what Brittany heard and what you thought. So I'm so curious. What what are your thoughts after hearing these two responses to your written piece? I want to know how they got there. The first beat that I heard, um, just the flow of the beat, the guitar and everything, it was very peaceful. Um, made me just want to lay on a cloud and just chill. And D. Jones, wow, I was not expecting that at all. Um, at first, I'm just like, oh, okay. Maybe like a little family vibe. And then how you delve into kind of a deeper meaning, I'm just kind of wondering, like, how did you come up with the concept based on, I don't know, my piece? How did you kind of go into that? So... I spent some time just trying to figure out what should I do. And I really focused in on like the, um, you know, the angel numbers, right? And I was, first I was thinking, okay, like, do I just, you know, I was, I was thinking about my own like angel numbers, you know, and I was just like, this is, I, I'm, I only have 90 seconds. It's like, <laughs> so I, I was just like, and so interestingly enough, I focused in on the number 17. Because it was like, you know, a typical like, you know, verse is like 16 bars. So I was like, you know, I decided I'm going to make a 17-bar verse <laughs> because that just kept sticking out to me. But I started to just think about this, the, 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 the text itself, right, and just be like, you know, talking about um, uh, trying to find meaning in life, angel numbers, uh, spirits talking to you, things like that. And because I'm always going to take whatever I get and I'm going to try and figure out how to turn it into some black shit. <laughs> I, you know, it's like, because I'm always thinking about blackness. And, you know, and of course, not knowing where the piece come from, I'm just like, this is some this is some blackness talking to me. So I'm just like, thinking about, conceptually speaking, the notion of, you know, spirits communicating us through numbers and things like that. But I'm also thinking about how time and space are not, you know, the, the, we, the, the Western construct is that they're linear and they're not you know, that they that they bend on each other, different things like that. And so then I started to think about, well, you know, what about what are the expansive possibilities? What what if what if you know, what if we're looking at these numbers and it's not just the angels talking to us, but asking for a conversation? And so that was kind of like how I got through that process of putting that together. I was just like, this is all gonna mix together and it's it's gonna probably be weird, but 
Here it is. No, it was really, really dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was about to say, what I, what I loved about yours is how you started with that conversation between, like, your great uncle and mm-hmm. your son and how you ended it with it. And, like, like what I visualized when I was listening to it was you got these two ends of the spectrum. Well, not really ends of the spectrum, but ends, different points of life, mm-hmm. the beginning and the end of life, right? And they're having this conversation. And then, like, visually, I can see zooming in to the middle part that's not seen. And then you're rapping from the perspective of someone that the the, the middle part, it's like you zoomed in on that mid, that connecting link between those two generations and with the skip generation in between those two. But, you know, to your piece now, yeah. I, I'm always attracted to these sounds, like these these odd, interesting sounds in there. So I'm curious about, like, what was that sound in the beginning? Like, it sounded like, I don't know if it was like a coin spinning or, yeah, you know, roulette. what it was. It sounded like, like a marble. Marble yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a roulette wheel. So, like, go to casino. That's, actually, that was, yeah. And no. you go to the roulette. So my thought process was basically the randomness of life and trying mm-hmm. to create order out of the randomness and the chaos of life. So that's why I started with the roulette wheel because you know how— it can land on any number, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, this is random what number it lands on. And then I was thinking like, okay, have the guitar part of the beginning that's like the baseline for which it's expected. And then from there, life happens. Yeah. And so like it completely changed. That's why I completely changed the guitar, mm. um, the guitar progression, and then adding to the guitar progression. But it's like creating that that order out of something that's completely unexpected and that chaos. Yeah, yeah. And so... Brit, I'm, I'm so curious about your relationship to angel numbers and how you, of of all the things that the number 17 could have said to you as a creative, as a writer in this project, angel numbers, how did we land there? So I'm going through some transitions of life, um, new apartment, new job, and I guess mid-30s crisis and trying to figure out like, okay, we got to get our shit together. Um, is this really the path that you're supposed to be on? It's It's been a struggle because sometimes you have those moments where it's just like, yeah, it's great. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And then life, you know, is a roulette and it changes and it knocks you on your ass. And now you're up at night and... Wondering if you really made the right decisions and waking up kind of like at the same time, like every night um, around the 2 to 4 a.m. hour. And you get a message from like an ancestor, in my case, like my grandmother or aunt, just saying like, hey, everything's going to be okay. You might not see it now, but... Yeah, it's going to be okay. So when approaching this piece and doing the research, you know, as a scientist (laughs) and kind of just putting my thoughts together, just letting it go of the control that I try to have on my life um, and just seeing how these two interpreted it um, two different ways. Yeah, like they really hit it and it was something that was unexpected. It was great. And I feel like they really touched on what I was hoping that they would touch on with the angel numbers. Because it's up to everybody's interpretation. So D. Jones' interpretation and then Daryl's interpretation, um, it's really great to hear how they interpreted it. Fantastic. I, I know, D. Jones, you sort of mentioned like you have a relationship with angel numbers. Um, 
dare I actually would would love to hear and you don't have to like reveal specifically, you know, what what your numbers are or anything, but if you have any special relationship to numbers in your life. Like, I don't know, my favorite number is 22 because my favorite number is 2 and 22 is two twos. That's weird. It means nothing, but like when I see 22, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to do this one. Do you all have any special relationships with numbers in your lives? Yeah, I definitely do. Like for me, I grew up playing sports, and my best seasons, I had number 15. My worst seasons, I had number 14. Oh, you're, you're talking about your basketball jersey number, right? Yeah, so even to this day, if I see like a parking spot, I will never park in number 14. You know, I always park in number 15. If there's anything number 15, I will go on my way to, to do anything in the number 15. But it's just, it probably doesn't mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't mean anything, but in my head, it means something. So basically, it's just another way of trying to create order out of chaos and life is just pure chaos anyway so um my thought process is how can i encapsulate that in a song and what can i do to encapsulate that in a song or, or music piece yeah seven seven is seven is one of my numbers um you know so 77 actually my son calls me 77 um i was born in 77 so 631 is also a huge number for me when when my family whenever we see it on a clock or something like that we might text you know snapshot and ten, send it to each other it was the address of the house that my mom grew up in which is also the house that me me and my siblings also grew up in i made a film called 631 uh, about that house and you know it's it's been like one of probably probably one of my most significant like works as far as the things that i've been able to do with it so 630 i've a tattoo my whole family has 631 tattooed on them somewhere so that's probably the biggest number outside of 7 or 77 yeah, mine is, I've been seeing a lot lately, 444. Um, I tend to see it at work, um, especially like these past few years when I'm kind of transitioning to where I would like to be permanently. Like I said, I don't know the meaning of it. So, but a little research, it says 444, it means like your spirits are protecting you. So I guess they're saying, hey, you know, whatever you need to do, we got you. Another number is 211. Uh, my grandmother's house was 211 Walnut Street. So whenever we see the number 211, somebody goes to plays the lotto, mm -hmm. which I guess you could kind of think of the lotto as like maybe angel numbers because, you know, you see a certain number, it's just like, let's go play it. You know, that's why I kind of always find interesting about numbers. They kind of relate in all aspects of our lives from our birthdays, um, death. Um, it's just like things like that. I think numbers play a really significant role in our lives. So fascinating, this sort of dual conversation about researching things and trying to like figure out things, but then also being open to just receiving and interpreting things that we can't really figure out. I'm curious to know from all of you, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a religious perspective, but it can be, or however you sort of view that task as humans, how how we can control and research and do, you know, some things from that perspective, but some things are just kind of like, I, I guess we have to see what this means at some point, because I don't know. Um, how do you How do you deal with that in your own lives? Well, for me... It's just looking back, looking back at my life from the beginning to now, 
I remember times where things felt chaotic and they felt like uh, it's out of control, like I don't know what's going on. Looking back, I can see, okay, this led to this, which led to this. And there was a pathway that I, I can see looking back, but I can't see moving forward, right? So I just have to have faith that even now, you know, 20 years from now, I can see, okay, this was necessary to get me to this level. And just the faith, this basically just the faith that, or just the understanding that even if I can't see it now, that I will be able to see it. Just like when I look back in the past, if I couldn't see it then, I could see it now. So it's just that belief that it, you know, that it will make sense, you know, at, at some point. That's that's how I deal with it. Yeah, I agree. Um, everything happens for a reason, even if it's not in front of your face at that moment. When you do look back, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You could say maybe, yeah, I would have did something different but would you have learned the lesson that you needed to? Yeah, that's like one of those, you know, when you think about like personal philosophies, right, as far as regrets go, right? And, 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 and you know, if I can go back and change this and everything like that. And, and you know, I, I fairly much believe in, the, you know, the power of kind of, you know, remaining grateful for the present because you never know, even if you take something and say, oh, I want to erase this negative thing. You know, I was like, oh, well, if I could go back and not do this, right, and say, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm divorced. And so it's like, you know, oh, well, if I go back and do that, right, and if I want to change things, then, then I want to have my son, right? And so it's like, how do I know, right? How do I know that, you know, going back and changing this thing uh, was was going to, you know, uh, take away what blessings it would, it, it also came out of that, right? You could, you could you decide not to uh, go down this path, and that was great, but, you know, um, who knows that you would have even made it to today. I'm so happy that you all's comfort with ambiguity and the possibility of creation led you here today because we wouldn't have had an episode without you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, yeah. D. Jones. Yes, thank you very much. Thank y'all for the dope pieces that y'all put together. Thanks, Casey, for bringing me in the room with dope people. Yeah, you know, it's always great to meet dope people. <laughs> thank, thank you, Spotify. Are we all thanking everyone who got us here? <laughs> Be sure to tune into the next episode, because... All I'm going to say about this one is that we're happy next week's guest artists were even able to squeeze us into their very busy, very important schedules. We'll hear you later. You Heard Me Right is a Spotify SoundUp original series and was workshopped as part of the SoundUp Podcasting Accelerator at Spotify headquarters in New York City. From Could Be Pretty Cool Productions, this episode was produced and edited by Casey Willis. Audio engineering by Dante Hodge. Mixing and sound design by Moon Echo Audio. And videography by Jacob McCoy. Our executive producers are Casey Willis and Moon Echo Audio. Special thanks to Greg Cooler at Lantern Audio, Gina, Baron, Lexi, Caroline, and Simone. From Spotify, executive producers Julie McNamara, Corinne Gilliard, Miguel Contreras, Natalie Tillock, and James Dumwall. For more information about today's guest artists, visit us at HerdWrightPod.com or follow us on IG at HerdWrightPod. Thanks for listening. 